Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hang on, hang on, Milk, hang on. (laughs) We appear to have visitors. Huh? Visitors? Oh, God, now what? Well, this better be good, because we're behind schedule, bro. We still got to interview that uh, Fred Norman dude about his podcast book. uh... No, no, that's Frank. Frank Edward Nora. And we have time. We have plenty of time. Hang on, let me see what they want. Hey guys, what's up? What's going on? Well, what you got there? <laughs> Wait a minute, slow down, slow down. Good lord. Hey, what's up there, little dudes? Did you go trick or treating? <laughs> Well, let's see what you got. Wow. Look at all that candy. You guys did great. Uh, bro, are we ready for Japanese pocket squirrels amped up on sugar? Yeah, it's going to be a long night. They'll be bouncing off the walls. Oh, yeah, right. You mean as opposed to how sedate they normally are. Yeah. Well... Wow, that's a lot, huh, guys? Gee, let's see. Uh, Hey, Milky Way. Milky Way, yay! What else you got in here? Oh, Snickers. Snickers, yay! Whoa, I see a Butterfinger. There's Almond Joy. Almond Joy! Yay! And Baby Ruth. No, those are my favorite. Baby Ruth! Yay! Oh, hey, here's a Payday. Payday! Yay! And Twizzlers. Twizzlers! Yay! And Raisins. Raisins! Raisins? Milo? Guys, there's nothing wrong with raisins. R- raisins are good for you. Raisins give me the green apple two-step. Raisins are good for you and healthy. Oh, sorry, bro. Just saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Milo? Well, look, you don't have to eat them, okay? Put them out in, in a pile over there. I'll eat them. Dude, you'll eat them? Hey, I happen to like raisins. You're nuts, bro. Raisins? 
There's nothing wrong with raisins. Yeah, except they give you the trots. Yeah, well, it's important to be regular. There's something wrong with you. I know. Seriously, bro. What the Alrighty, this finally is Fuse Box number uh, 183, Blast Chamber, and uh, you should duck and cover as directed. True, but they really hate when you try to put the lids on them, you know? Greetings, friends. And, uh, oh, we're off to a fabulous start. W uh, welcome in uh, to this, the 183rd edition of Fusebox, and I'm your finding too many apples in my razor blades uh, host, Mark Rose, and uh, over there, far from the blast area and uh, enshrouded in a protective bubble made of pure vitalis hair tonic, is the doctor of decibels, Milk Keynes, everybody. Oh, wow. I didn't even think we'd ever get out of that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a very precarious uh, route, these uh, these intros. Yeah, buddy. So uh, it appears uh, Eco and Milo are uh, well on their way to a five-alarm sugar coma. It, uh, it beckons the question, Mr. Kane. Did you uh, manage to endure the Halloween onslaught in your neighborhood? You know, because I, I know you're not a big fan of the whole uh, doorbell ringing, bag carrying, uh, treat craving visitors over there. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not bad this year. Marcy and I just uh, turned all the lights off and sat it out. It's kind of like every night, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, it was rather quiet here, too. A little more activity than last year, as you might expect, now that the uh, vi-ri seems to have abated a wee bit. Well, still got the mask thing going on, but uh, I see a lot more folks going places these days, and it looks like live things are slowly coming back to us, too. Yeah, they are slowly creeping back, which is uh, fortunate for uh, so many folks. It's not just the the uh, bands that were uh, impacted by this thing, although they were hit uh, really, really hard, undeniably. But uh, the venues and uh, the services that provide support for the venues, all those folks were at a complete standstill. Yeah, so, you know, I'm glad to see some things coming back. Makes it feel uh, at least a bit more normal. Normal, at least in this case, sounds positively fabulous. You know, I saw a news item today that uh, stated that globally there has been another slight rise in cases for the first time in a couple of months. Well, you know, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. People have been cooped up for almost two years. It's going to be uh, hard as hell to tell them to keep that exile in place thing going. Have you seen the reports of the rise in aggravated battery instances among uh, airline 
passengers, this is amazing. Yeah, I'd be pissed off too if I was flying across the country and all I got was a cup of water and a bag of stale pretzels. <laughs> well, I think it's a, a, a wee better than that, but, but seriously, this uh, most recent event involved a passenger assaulting a flight attendant, which uh, then resulted in the plane, which was evidently on a course to uh, Orange County in the uh, L.A. area, uh, but it, it caused the plane to make an unscheduled stop in Denver to eject this passenger. I know, they could have just let him out over Denver. That would have been fine by me. Yeah, I see your plan there, Mr. Keynes. Uh, it, it is a curious uh, phenomenon of late. I mean, the rise of these kinds of uh, incidents is alarming. The uh, airline in question here, American says it will proceed to prosecute this passenger to the full extent of the law and will also look to the FAA for further fines and so forth, as uh, the FAA has the authority to uh, evidently levy such fines in situations such as these. So uh, (laughs) this will prove to be a very expensive flight for this individual. You know, it, it, it just seems as though patience is very thin these days in many folks. Does sound like a symptom of cabin fever, though. Yeah? Well, yeah, one could make a case for that. COVID has uh, influenced pretty much every aspect of life. It took a massive dump on it, you mean? I saw what you did there. Thank you. I do like to stay relevant. Or at least upright. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) We've, uh, we've seen some dramatic shifts uh, in all kinds of behavior during these uh, many months. One uh, thing seems to be for sure. The way folks work will probably be forever transformed, you know, as uh, many have discovered that the remote thing can work just fine for them. Um, others will definitely be overjoyed <laughs> to return to the office environment, but it's going to It's going to look real different, I think, from here forward. Yeah, not everybody can do that work-from-home thing, you know? Yeah, that's true. Too many distractions and a a need for a nap about every 11 minutes. Yeah, I get that. It's not for everyone. Uh, It is for me, because I've worked that way my entire career. (laughs) Is that what they're calling it now? A career? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's acceptable to call it a career rather than, you know, a chronic hobby or a fleeting but paid amusement. (laughs) Well, like I say, it's good to have delusions. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Mostly from you. (laughs) (laughs) So, friends, uh, please allow me to uh, explain the title of this episode uh, it really is fascinating, I promise. Is this another educational moment? Uh, do I need my uh, slide rule or a uh, compass? You have a slide rule? Well, yeah. Doesn't everybody? Not since 1975. No. Mm. So, friends, it's no secret around here that, you know, I use a lot of software plugins and uh, instruments and all that uh, falloonery. And the other day, I learned that a uh, particular piece of software I use called Omnisphere, which is a, uh, eh, I guess that you could call it like, like sort of a scoring and sound design tool. I, I guess that's the best way to put it. Uh, that thing was recently updated. So uh, right there on the tube of you, 
I noticed that the company had done a live streaming session a day prior to uh, announce all the new stuff they were doing to this thing. Wait, you mean you didn't get the invite personally to that thing? Well, I suppose if I were more of a social media maven, I would have been uh, alerted to this event beforehand by some ringing bell or waving hand or other daily irritant that I have switched off. But alas, I was not aware and uh, left alone to do some actual work undisturbed by the quacking social media machine. Getting a little testy there, big guy. Seriously. All these bells and notifications and things screaming for our attention lately. I'll tell you, it's no wonder that uh, Apple created this thing called Focus, which is uh, on all of their iOS devices now which you can set to dispense with all the distractions and, uh, you know, just be alerted to the ones that you actually need based on whatever the hell it is you're doing, like working or driving or whatever. So Carl's tuna sandwich that his cat Puddle sat on is not breaking news? Yes, that is precisely what I'm saying, Mr. Keynes. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, this here company, Spectrasonics by name, did this live stream announcing these uh, great and fabulous new features that uh, they were introducing. And uh, one such collection of additional features was called Seismic Shock, a collection of sound sources that you can uh, further modify and do whatever demented things you wish to do with them. As you do. For sure, and many of us do, Mr. Keynes. But one of the sound sources in this collection was a uh, most amazing thing. It was uh, lovingly entitled Blast Chamber, and uh, the chap who created these sources of mayhem, uh, Seth Norman, explained that this sound came from a device he was allowed to capture at NASA. Wait, what? You mean the, 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 the space guys? The same. Hell, I didn't know they were into music over there. Well, you have to assume that they are into a lot of things over there. <laughs> so, uh, allow me to explain uh, what the hell the blast chamber thing is, uh, is uh, capturing. Uh, imagine something the size of a, uh, an airplane hangar, but way higher and uh, considerably narrower. And all along the uh, side walls are what appear to be speakers. Some larger, some smaller, some uh, cone-shaped, some boxy. And at the very, very far end of the hangar are, th are these enormous speakers built into the wall. And now, when I say enormous, I mean larger than the diameter of a jet engine. Yeah, and there's several of them. And uh, as this chap explained, these are not speakers in the conventional sense uh, of, the, of the word, of course. Uh, these are what are termed nitrogen oscillators, which is a tremendous term just out of itself. Meaning, they are powered by liquid nitrogen gas and uh, oscillate at a frequency that is so low they can explode the organs of a human in seconds. 
probably get rid of that stubborn earwax. No kidding. So why the hell do they have this thing? I mean, it's... Oh, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> right, right, right. To test the durability of spacecraft parts. Right. Right? Right. Because when you're uh, re-entering the Earth's atmosphere, or uh, exiting, whatever the case may be, there is a huge amount of vibration. And this thing determines whether your spacecraft parts can take the rumble. Holy carp. Yeah. So this guy sampled it. He did indeed. Now, of course, he was, you know, quick to inform us all that uh, he wasn't in the chamber when the sampling took place. But uh, he... Yeah, he'd have been street pizza. Yeah, yeah clearly. Clearly. But uh, here's a bit of, of Seth's tweak with this thing to give you an idea. Okay, so this next sound is the most extreme thing I've ever recorded. I actually went to NASA and recorded where they test spacecraft using sounds that are so loud that the intensity can literally rupture a human's internal organs. So, are you ready to have your guts exploded? Strap in. See, I told you I was obsessed with this stuff. Now, I've heard uh, the thing myself now as an audition sample, and that doesn't at all really do the thing justice. It's massively deep. Punch your pancreas out deep. So I guess we now have to add blast chamber as a lethal weapon, huh? It's pretty impressive, Mr. Keynes. Uh, the EDM producers in the world are going to go straight up wacko for this collection, uh, no doubt about it. You know, those clubs with the 2,000-watt uh, subwoofers? Yeah, they'll have something to cheer about now. Oh, that's ridiculous. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. So here's the thing. What? What? No, no, not that thing. I, I first noticed this news item on Ars Technica, and uh, I just, I don't know, I just found it a bit oddball. See what you think. A uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch reporter named Josh Renault published a rather uh, alarming story revealing that the state's Education Department website exposed the social security numbers of over 100,000 employees, including teachers and administrators. Now, all Renault had to do to view the social security numbers was open inspect element to view the page's source code, which, uh, frankly, anybody can do with two clicks of a mouse. It's in virtually every single browser out there. I wonder if it's in my Netscape browser. Well, you know, right after you launch the steam-powered modem, you uh, should be able to tell, right? So our uh, eagle-eyed reporter here first disclosed the exposure to the state and then uh, waited until the issue was fixed before publishing his story. This is a well-established best practice in uh, cybersecurity reporting. 
It's what they do. Every time a flaw in security of this sort is discovered, it's not unusual at all. But after the story went live, uh, Missouri Governor Mike Parson held a press conference slamming Renault as a hacker and then calling on state prosecutors to conduct a criminal investigation into his report. The governor then pooted forth this comment. We will not let this crime against Missouri teachers go unpunished, Parson said. They were acting against a state agency to compromise teachers' personal information in an attempt to embarrass the state and sell headlines for their news outlet. Yeah, more like you spilled the beer and then you're going to blame the brewery for it. Exactly. Now, as you might imagine, the governor's remarks have been met by, uh, to say the least, widespread bewilderment and a bit of outrage on the side from uh, cybersecurity ex- uh, experts uh, who say Renault uh, disclosed the exposed data responsibly and that using a web browser's inspect element tool does not constitute hacking. What the hell is next with these asshats? Trying to make responsible journalism look like some terrorist cyber threat for crying out loud. Because, Mr. Keynes, it's what they do these days. You know, if you can't win elections honestly or even address issues that uh, truly matter to the vast majority of Americans, then just create a big lie or play some kind of shell game with the truth. Clearly, this is a, 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 an attempted uh, grandstand play to fire up that, that brain-diseased one-third again and create the illusion that this is some kind of plot to seize personal information and, and not what it truly is, just sloppy coding. Sorry. So uh, uh, Social Proof Security CEO uh, Rachel Toback said in a tweet, <laughs> I love this, hitting F12 in a browser is not hacking. Fix your website. <laughs> Matt Blaze, a cybersecurity researcher, blasted Governor Parson for moving to, quote, call the cops on someone who quite responsibly disclosed the vulnerability. Yeah, that's right. Of course, we know they don't want to have anything to do with the truth. I think it causes them to burst into flames or something. Or maybe, maybe, exposes the insect in there. You know? Maybe. Yeah. Just a day after Parsons' press conference, Cybersecurity and uh, Infrastructure Security Agency Director Jen Easterly tweeted that the agency relies on researchers who find and responsibly disclose vulnerabilities. Obviously a comment uh, directed to the uh, governor's remarks over there, you know. Yeah, good luck with trying this case, pal. Like them or hate them, the news media attorneys will eat the governor's lunch. Pockets run pretty deep there. Well, this is just a bullshit case, bro. Seriously, a situation like this, rooting out potential flaws? Cybersecurity folks do this sort of thing all the time. They have to. It's how they ensure that uh, sites are, in fact, secure. I bet uh, Governor Schill there 
would be talking out of the other side of his neck if they located a breach in his office. Well, hopefully, he'd in fact be grateful and not throw them under the departing MAGA tour bus. You know, it, it would be great if for just once, one of these morons would at least make an attempt to be on the side of common sense. Yeah, well, we're just going to have to watch this one, friends. As uh, We have a very curious court system at times, but uh, this one has the earmarks of being a slam dunk for the newspaper. My guess is that uh, state prosecutors would look at this as a, <laughs> as a suicide case. Uh, they would have to prove intent on behalf of the journalist here to defraud somebody, and the facts just don't align with that. Well, you know what they say. These days, the COVID vaccines contain mutant alien squid larvae. You know? Is that a thing, too? Hey, even I didn't believe that one. Good to know. Yikes. And with that cephalopodic warning, we will call it a show, uh, taking our nitrogen oscillators and clean room suits with adjustable hose couplings, and uh, squeeze back through the holes in the floor drain, but not before thanking our contributor to this edition of Fusebox, Leslie Jane, for outstanding ideification. Yes, and but also, thanks as always to the intrepid fingers and downright spunky manipulations of the high poobah of the pan control, milk canes for technical assistance and so forth and so on and all that stuff. Spunky, you say? Yeah. You think you may have spent a bit too long under the headphones listening to that blast chamber, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps so. Of course... Thanks to you, friends, for pushing play on this installment of the show. We know you could be arranging your sock drawer by color and textures, but you've chosen to be here. So we are eternally grateful for that. And while you're in the spirit of giving and all that, why not smash that subscribe button wherever you may have found us? Maybe even give us a a nine out of five star rating. That'd be great. That would be most splendid. And as we know, our uh, buddy... Eddie has another wonderful and inspiring suggestion for you as well. Hey, it's as simple as pie. You go to thefuseboxshow.com and click on the shopping tab. And like flipping magic, there you are. Oh, and if you're one of those book of face folks, click on the shop now button on the Fusebox Show Facebook page. Okay? Also, quick as a button. There you go. Enough said. That would be most fabulous and really does help the cause here, friends. So uh, thanks for any and all participation in that. I have been your wholly owned subsidiary host, Mark Rose, saying until our next cartoon. Fuse box.